it's the holidays. Everything is in abundance, like too much. Between the turkey and the sales and the deals and the free shipping and all the things, it's so enticing. And I really want to just switch all of our mindsets. And if I could do it in the click of a finger, I would, but I'm not a genie. And so I'm hoping that we can adjust our need and want ideas to really just giving this season over into one of obedience. And no, I'm not legalistic. I'm not trying to take away all the fun of the holidays and the joy. Really just going into the concept of the meaning and taking one small step towards a positive transformation that will affect the larger scheme of our lives, not just during this season, but forevermore. And it's really what Ebony has done, who is our guest uh, today on the podcast. She shares about her own life transformation, both in relationships, her marriage, her health, and overall mental wellness, and how she has walked out this subtle process of surrendering. And believe me when I tell you, it was much more than a diet shift, so don't think of it like that. It was truly a full life variation in how she approached the things that she was doing each and every day. And I am already seeing on the tail end, fruits of the spirit blossom as a bystander of her choices. And that is truly what God hopes for each one of us. So I hope she blesses you in your holiday season and that with her natural instinct of joy, which is also her tagline in most of what she does, uh, you can just gain insight and wisdom from what it is that she has learned. We are all in pursuit of something more. Wherever, whatever, or whoever your more is, I want to help you get there wholly, fully, authentically, and truly fit. The Fit and Faith movement was birthed through my own trial and error discovery of mind, body, and soul alignment. I learned firsthand that being fit isn't about our physique at all. It's about the wholeness of our heart and the root of our joy. This isn't a fitness podcast. This isn't a quick fix health detox ploy. This isn't confusing religious banter. This is a whole body health checkup, focusing on the heart. This is an opportunity to join me alongside other big dreamers, innovative movers, and lifestyle shapers as we explore and share our messy comeback stories to wholeness. If you're one step away from achieving your idea of something more, tune in for practical, fun, and healthy ways to ignite yourself into even more. Welcome to the Fit and Faith Podcast with me, Tamerlene Andress. There is no better time than now to get fit. Y'all, this is going to be so good. I literally had to make her be quiet so that we could come on and all the goodness could flow through the mic to you guys. Uh, today is going to be so special. And I haven't even shared this story with you, so I'm going to start by sharing this story as an introduction to our time together because y'all don't know her and that makes it that much more fun. Um, this is a new friend who, um, my girlfriend who was with me at the event at the WellFit Social with Kristen Crowley, who's amazing. Uh, she, like a couple of weeks later, I told her, you know, I'm, I'm having about to host my retreat. And she's like, oh, so who else coming? And I'm telling her, and she's like, oh, is that the girl from Maryland? And I was like, no, no, what, what girl from Maryland? And she was like, your friend from Maryland from that event that you were at. And I was like, oh, I was like, that, I mean, I just met her. And she was like, what? She's like, Tamara, you interacted with her like you had known her for years. Like, I had no idea. And you introduced me to her, and I, I had no clue. I'm like, that makes 
makes me feel so happy because that's what I want people to feel like just immersed when I first meet them. So then I told her the whole story, how you were stuck behind chairs and I really <laughs> loved your shirt, which you'll have to remind me what it said. I just remember something about Jesus and music. Yes. What was it? Somewhere between nineties rap and Proverbs 31. Yes, 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 yes. So I saw you from afar and we just kind of locked eyes and you were kind of trapped behind all of these people in chairs and we were like waiting to meet and it just ended up being this awesome experience and I am so grateful that God had you planted there from another city at such a time as this because I had no idea what I was doing at that event. I just knew that I had to show up and I had never done a vendor event before and I was like I don't know where this fitness is going to mesh in with what she's got going on because at the time I didn't even know if she was in her faith. And so it's been just such a blossoming experience since doing that. I can't wait to do the next one and I can't wait for this. So you all are here introducing you to the joyful Ebony, who is what I know her as via Instagram. (laughs) And um, she has just been such a light and immediately like connection and just sharing what I'm doing, sharing what she's doing. This is like mutually beneficial relationship. And I think that that's such a part and a testament to her heart. So to have her all the way from Maryland here, finally, hopefully at a retreat in the the days to come or the year to come, um, I want you to tell us all the things. (laughs) So she has her own podcast too. So this is not her first time. So the last guest I had on, it was her first time ever on a podcast. So that was really cool. I know it's like shocking when you do it all the time, but she has been doing hers for three years. This is her sixth or seventh guest appearance. And so she's got a lot to say. So tune in, get real comfortable. If you're drinking your afternoon tea or your morning coffee or you're driving to work, wherever you be, let's chat. Yes. Welcome. (laughs) Thank you. I'm just so thankful that you have me here, that we're doing this because it's funny that you say that because I, and we even talked about this during that. I said, God, I don't know why I'm going. Yeah. But all I know is that I need to be there. I said, what, whatever it is that you want to happen, just let it happen. And as soon as I walked in, like I just felt so comfortable. And I saw you initially and I was like, ooh, I want to say hi to her. <laughs> Love it. Oh. And then like I like turned around and I was talking to someone else and then like going back and forth. And the crazy part was as I sat down and as I was like interacting with other people, I was like, I want to go talk to her. (laughs) And then when I finally did that, I was like locked in the chairs and I'm like, literally every time I would try to get to you, like someone would either stand in the way or they would move over. Not today, Satan. And I'm like, are you serious? I I wanted to go say hi. That's so good. So, like, literally, that was, like, how I was trying to get to you. There were, like, one thing after another, and I was was. like, no. I'm just going to stand here. Yep. And And you did, and it looked so pretty, and we (laughs) caught eyes, and it was just love at first sight. Right. (laughs) That's so good. And it's crazy, because I had no idea that that was your first, like, vendor event or anything. And I'm like, when I was talking to you, I was like, this is my friend. Yes. (laughs) Hi. (laughs) <laughs> and then your event, I mean, I'd love to hear like how the things for you blossomed since then, because you were up on stage less than 30 minutes later. Yeah. That was so awesome. I'm like, wait, what? This is yeah. crazy. <laughs> so I'm, so I am in this season of just really being obedient. Yeah. 
And whenever someone asks for something or a prompt comes through, I'm like, hands up, hi, me, hi, which is very different than Mm -hmm. what my personality used to be like, especially when I was married. Like, it was like, okay, ex-husband, you go, you survey the crowd, I'll sit back and watch, Yeah, maybe not talk for like an hour, Wow, and then I'll come out and say hi. Wow, I cannot imagine you like that. Me neither. (laughs) Like in retrospect, when I think about it, I, this last year and a half has literally been like the year of God for me and the year of faithfulness and just everything in between and really like walking in my purpose and understanding who he's called me to be and understanding what I need. Yeah. And joy is literally the word that I identify with. Like every time I interact with people, they're like, even at the farmer's market on Saturday, the guy was like, you are so joyful. Wow. I was like, really? Okay. I love it. (laughs) Yes, because if you just sprinkle that, which you do obviously naturally wherever you go, people want more. And, and essentially, and eventually, that more, you get to introduce Jesus. Yes. And that is just so cool that it you is. naturally give that out. Yes. Now. Literally every, and even since then, just understanding that I have a gift and I have a purpose. Yeah. And it's selfish of me to keep that inside. And mm-hmm. I have a corporate job. I literally yeah. will do cartwheels down the hallway at 12 o'clock because why <laughs> That's not? That's so good. That's so good. <laughs> and I've had like coworkers like stand there and watch me and they're like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm having fun. Exactly. I don't want to sit at my desk right now. Right. I'm going to go cartwheel down the hallway. Right. I was That's like, so awesome. I'm stiff. My legs hurt. Uh-huh. I don't want to climb up the stairs, yeah. so I'm going to do carpals instead. Thank you very That's much. so good. <laughs> so my friends who know me very well, they have to know me very well for this to happen, but I'm a handstander. So I like just will prop up into a handstand, and they're like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm in a good mood, and I feel like doing a handstand. And I remember, I do it sometimes out of frustration as well. Mm-hmm. If I'm frustrated, I'm like, let me just flip upside down really quick. Yes. It'll center me. Yes. Or flip me, or whatever you want to call it. I get it. But my girlfriend would always be like, "Oh gosh, I know Tamara's giddy because she's in handstands, and yes. it's just out of it's out of a bunch of emotions, really, like boredom, frustration, joy, excitement. Why not? All the things. Why not? I mean, it's so great. So if you've never cartwheeled out of just desire to move or done a handstand, flip upside down, not while you're driving. No, try don't later. don't do that. Yeah, just or. <laughs> Park on the side of the road where there's not a lot of gravel and try it out into the forest. (laughs) So good. So funny. You know that planking thing that happened when everybody was like just planking? I've never actually tried it, but I would love to like start a movement where people are just like in the city of New York and they're just like cartwheel. Or you do it already. You may have done that. (laughs) That does not surprise me. That does not surprise me at all. So good. So tell me, how did you transition Because I think a lot of people feel like if you are this when you are young, you're never going to be something different. And there's this desire to shift, and yet they don't know how. Or there's a fear to shift because they think, what are people going to think of me? And you had to have dealt, especially with people who are really, really close to you, what are people going to think of you? And for people to be like, who does she think she is? Yes. 
You know, she thinks she's going to change who she is. Yes. I don't know this woman. I don't know this lady. Like, what's happening? Or especially probably her ex-husband who's like, who does she think she is? <laughs> I well, we don't have to talk about, about him. But you know, I have a very funny story about that. I mean, actually. tell me about that because that has to be very just transformational overall. It was. Yeah. So I remember um, going through the process of thinking just right before our separation, actually, yeah. like, I'm done with this. Yeah. I don't like being super serious all the time. Mm -hmm. I'm not very structured in that way. But unfortunately, with my upbringing, I've always had to be the adult in all of my relationships. Okay. That's just what it was. Mm -hmm. So I've had to grow up early mm -hmm. in many, many situations. Like my father was on drugs and mm -hmm. he left when I was nine. He died when I was 13. Mm -hmm. And then my mom did not take that well at all. Yeah. And there was a lot of death in my family. Mm -hmm. And you know, between drug addiction and alcohol abuse. Mm -hmm. Thankfully, not my mom, but she suffered depression as a result of all of that. Absolutely. I had to be the one to kind of keep it all together. Like, I could not show emotion. Wow. I could not say, okay, well, today I'm going to be a kid because I had to get a job. Yeah. Because my mom's like, okay, we, we have X amount of food or this is what we have to do. Yeah. So for me, it was like, task get it done mm. don't think don't process don't have emotion mm. so when i ended up like going through the motion of my life at that point i'm like you know what i'm done with this like i'm really tired of supporting everyone else supporting everyone else's dreams mm. and not being true to who i am yeah and I like to smile. I yeah. like to laugh. I yeah. love to dance. Yeah. And I'm kind of over this. Like, I, I told myself, I said, I wanted my 30s to be the year of, like, the years of joy and yeah. laughter and fun. Yeah. I did not have that opportunity to be a kid as much as I wanted to. Yeah. So this is what's going to happen. That's so good. I'm going to carve down the hall. Right. Because four-year-olds do and I can too. Hello. <laughs> and so ironically, I have always gravitated towards children and yeah. children love me yeah. and animals. And even when they're crying or upset, like yeah. I literally will just crouch next to them and they just like literally jump into my arms wow. Wow. <laughs> such a gift and it's it's such a blessing and yeah. I have loved that since I could process that that yeah. what, that's what was happening wow so I'm like eh, I get along with them they right. get along with me let's do this well you probably had such an empathy for them too whether right. their emotion was high or their emotion was low because you always had a flat line you were like, let me experience this emotion with you, and I'll hold you until you're into the next emotion, whether it is happy or sad or whatever it be. It That's exactly what that's it was. really cool. And then, literally, when my ex-husband said, you know what? I'm done. Yeah. Don't want to do this anymore. Let's, let's, let's just end it. Yeah. And I think because I did not express emotion that much, yeah. I think what he thought was going to happen was that I was going to say, oh, okay, no problem. Bye. Sure. I lost it. Wow. Like all of the emotion that I held yeah. and was, you know, the anger and the yeah. fear and the sadness and the, well, wait a minute. Like I never thought that I was going to be married in the first place. Wow. So the fact that I was as broken as it was... 
in my head, I was like, wait, everything that I had always been told yeah. that this was your end point, that's not true anymore. Mm. And now I have to start over. And all the questions that you asked, like, how am I supposed to do that? What, yeah. am, what am I supposed to say to my family? How right. is this going to work? Like, I was ashamed. I was sure. embarrassed. Like, sure. all these things. And that is when, just when I have found a church. Mm. And thank God that everything happens for a reason. Absolutely. Because it was in that moment where, I forget what the name of the sermon series was, but it was along the lines of, understanding how much God loves us and that we have to show others who God is through our actions. Yeah. And I was in a, this group called the power of I am. Mm -hmm. And we were talking about like forgiving others and forgiving yourself. And sometimes you have to kind of be the example. And I'll never forget when Chris was like, well, if your husband at the time, if he, you know, likes going out and going to a uh, whatever, yeah, walk in when you get off work and just say, hey, do you want to walk to the grocery store and we like, if you want a beer, here you go. Yeah. And I literally did that that night. Yeah. And I said, God, I don't know where this is going to go. Yeah. But I'm going to try it. I'm going to be as nice as possible mm-hmm. and as supportive as possible and show him that I'm trying to work on this. Yeah. Let me do what he wants to do with no objections. Mm-hmm. And I literally walked in and I said, hey, you know, I know that this is something that you like. Why don't we go walk together and go? Yeah. <laughs> when I tell you, he literally almost dropped his food. Oh, wow. Like he was just so flabbergasted and shocked. And I said, I'm going to go anyway. Yeah. In my head, sure, sure, sure. I won't do this, <laughs> but you know, I'm like, I'll grab a slice of pizza, and if you'd like to join me, yeah, later on, come over. I'll be there for maybe an hour. Wow. Literally, he told his mom, he's like, I didn't know what to do. Like, yeah, she's she's never just like come out and said that before, and we were still in the same house like yeah. throughout the separation process mm-hmm. until I moved out, and I would ask God every day, how do I pray for him? Mm-hmm. And I had actually watched The War Room mm, yeah. that weekend because wow. I had to go to a, um, a group fitness training. Uh-huh. And I said, okay, God, if he can't see that I'm trying, yeah. let me pray for him. Yeah. Let, me, let me change me. Mm. It has nothing to do with him. Yeah. But change me and my behavior and my actions and my habits so that I can be a better person so that regardless of whether or not we get back together or yeah. not, help me to be obedient to who you're calling me to be. That's so good. That's and hard. It, so hard. <laughs> when I so tell you that hard. it was one of the most difficult things to yeah. do, yeah. to be nice, even when you know that that person wants nothing to do with you, yeah. to try and try again and not just with him, but also with my family and with his family. Right. Because they're all looking at me like, oh, this is your fault. You did this. So I literally just every day I say, God, help me to love myself enough Mm -hmm. to understand why relationships are important, 
why praying for him is so important when mm-hmm. I really don't want to. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, like I, I ended up going to this um, prayer retreat in Chicago and like had some amazingly crazy breakthroughs there. Wow. And all of this was going on like during some things with his family. And then I came back and his mom was like, you're, you're really like changing. I'm happy for it. Like yeah. I'm, I, I can see it. Yeah. I don't know if he can, but yeah. I can. And she was like, regardless of what happens, keep, keep, keep on this because wow. I can see how happy you are. Wow. And literally, I'll never forget the first day I actually went on a walk. I saw trees for the first time that I never noticed. I saw like how green and vibrant things were and how bright the sky was. And I'm like, what has, what have I been living under a rock? What, (gasps) what is this? I'm like, the world is such a beautiful place. But it was, it wasn't until I started the process of surrendering and Mm -hmm. saying, God help to change my heart. So good. Help to guide me and direct me and help me see what you've been trying to get me to see all this time. And literally by continuously praying and doing that and getting connected with Bible study and the women's group. And then I also did divorce care and I did therapy because I was like, listen, (laughs) something's happening. I am not taking my old bags. Onto my new vacations. Yes. I will get some new luggage. So good. Not doing it. So, good. <laughs> a good so literally, just walking through that process Man. was incredible. And there were times where I was like, "Is this me? Yeah. It's." But but I I found myself becoming more and more joyful and more happy and literally like the floodgates open in terms of like blessings and opportunities. And then I find myself asking God, was he blocking my blessings? Wow. And I just, I was like, you know what? He was not blocking my blessings, but it took me to have that experience in order for me to realize that I have to depend on you for absolutely everything. Yes, girl. That is when it changed. (laughs) It wasn't that. It wasn't his fault. It wasn't anything. Yeah. It was just God needed me to be at that place where he had my undivided attention. Absolutely. And the the surrender in that word regardless, and that keeps like coming up, and I keep just like hearing that word in my spirit, is that we so often, there's always a limiting belief or a limiting factor of, but this, or if this, then this. And if we can stop those and we can say, regardless of what it looks like, regardless of what tomorrow mm-hmm. it has in store for me, regardless if I get the job, regardless if I lose the job, regardless if I lose my marriage, regardless if I lose the baby. I mean, there's so many pieces that if we can focus first on what he wants for us and then he gives you the ability to see. Yes. He like just like you did, you literally saw differently. Yes. And that I witnessed that experience in my own life. And just the other day I was looking through the reviews from the retreat and I was like stunned. It was a new one that had come in and I actually don't even to this moment know who exactly it's from, which makes it that much more incredibly like gifting. Is yes. I read through it and it said that when I was driving home from the retreat As I was driving, the sky became more blue. The trees became more green. I felt more alive in that moment than I did after my own baptism. And I was like, 
holy thank you. (laughs) Holy thank you. I mean, that was just, I'm still like just blown. I want to reread it all the time because it's such a part of my why. Because when you grab hold of, and I know part of your message and I want you to get there next is the concept of wholeness is part of my desire to illuminate people and for them to truly understand this mind, body, and soul connection is that you have the ability to be whole. And it's all within you because he's already given it to you. Yes. And it's just, it's it's so hard <laughs> when you feel like and when you have your own things blocking your way and you don't even know it. Yes. So to start back to the question that I originally asked of like, how did you transform? People started to notice. Your mother-in-law starts to notice. That's a big thing in and of itself, mother-in-law relationships. Mm-hmm. And so where, at what point were you like, this is definitely over and I'm just going to continue to jump full force into me? So it was at the point of, I would say month two. Okay. Of me just trying over and over sure. again. And I'm like, okay, I feel like I'm banging my head into the wall. Yeah. This is not... Yeah. This this is not working. And I had a conversation. I said, you know, it's been a while now. Yeah. I'm trying. Yeah. What do you think? And I'll never forget how he, like, propped himself up. And, like, because we were sleeping in separate areas. And he was yeah. like, I don't, un- I don't know any other way to say this to you, but it's over. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I said, okay, great. There goes that. Yeah. Okay. And literally, I remember going full force into finding an apartment and making sure that I had a car and just doing all these things. And I said, God, from this day forward is you and me. But within that two month period, Mm -hmm. too, oh, I have such a I'm not sure if I will cry during this one, but (laughs) Literally, like right before that, within like the first month of us being separated, we found out my dad, person I call my dad, yeah. um, his non-Hodgkin's lymphoma came back, but oh, it was yeah. slow growing in this case, Okay. whereas before it was very aggressive. Okay. And I was like, okay, God, okay, okay. I feel like the hose is starting to go on full force, yeah. but I, I think I can, I think I can. Yeah. But literally after that, my parents were like, you know what? Come home. Let's figure this all out. Yeah. Let's take a break. Take yeah. a breather. My mother is there too. So it's my mother and then my parents. Yeah. Um, and literally we're there. We're driving. And I remember asking my dad, like he was coming back and forth from the restroom. And I said, you don't look right. So oh, no, I'm fine. I said, no, you aren't. When's the last time you had a colonoscopy without going into all the gory details about what I actually said to him? Yeah, 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 yeah. He's like, well, I never have. I said, I'm sorry, what? Wow. Even after the first experience? Yeah. Oh, no. no, He had not got one. So... Why do guys do that? I don't know. It's a guy. It really is a guy. I think so. It's so weird. So he, he gets a colonoscopy... Literally, they call him back, not even within like a couple hours. They're like, yep, you're going to die probably in the next month. Whoa. And we're just like, wait, what? And I said, you most absolutely will not take that first opinion. You will go and you will get a second opinion. Yeah. So he got a second opinion. We He had came back from Michigan right before I got mm-hmm. home, and he I was in the car with him for the second opinion. Yeah. And 
literally, I was sitting there in the car with him, the doc called and pulled over and they said, well, it's stage four colon cancer. Mm-hmm. The, we can tell from the scan right now that it's spread to your liver, which is what makes it stage four, mm-hmm. but you also have the lymphoma. Right. We're not sure what your outcome will be, but you need to start treatment. Right. And I remember, like, I I could hear what the guy was saying over the phone, but I let my dad hang up and tell me. He definitely left out some details. But I was like, okay, great. I understand why you're withholding. Right, right, right. Um, But literally, I I sprung right into action. I was like, okay, this is what it is. Let's figure this out. And we were between Johns Hopkins and UPenn because I work at Hopkins. And I said, well, I'll talk to the oncology team there and see what's going to happen. The problem was they wanted him to send his blocks from the last place so that they can, like, determine if they were going to treat him. Whereas the woman that treated his lymphoma before, she had a mentor at Penn. And he called me. He said, I think they can get me in the next day. I'll fly out. I'll do all these things. I said, go. Yeah. I didn't know where it was coming from, but I was like, you need to go. Yeah. Forget Hopkins. Yeah. You know, they're a great institution, but we don't have time for this. Right. And literally, we, he got there. I think I didn't come out until much later, but we were sitting and talking about it. He said, Ebony, I'm scared. Yeah. And for him to express that type of emotion literally like stopped me in my tracks. And that was really the point where I was like, okay, God, whatever is from the past is from the past. This is where I need to be now. Help me be a vessel for good in my family's life. Mm -hmm. Because I can't, I can't focus on the things that didn't go right. I can't focus on the fact that I felt like I wasn't good enough or I wasn't worthy. Like, none of that yeah. matters now. Yeah. This is me today. Yeah. So I will move forward and walk in my purpose because I am a healer. Mm-hmm. And I am going to be able to help my dad through this, regardless of the outcome. Again, right. again, regardless. Yeah. I said, you know so what? Good. I'm yeah. trusting you. Wow. And literally throughout that process, there was a night where he started the treatment, but then we find out literally that he was genetically like mm-hmm. incompatible with the treatment. And I, again, came home, walked in. I was like, oh, when are you going to the ER? Everyone else is like, what are you talking about? He's fine. Yeah. It's not okay. Yeah. Literally, they gave him um, a medication to stop the diarrhea. That did the exact opposite. Oh, gosh. So we, I was up with him throughout the night, and Mm -hmm. he had really bad hiccups. And I remember praying, and I said, God, regardless of the outcome of this, I surrender. Mm -hmm. And I said, I want you to know right here in this moment that I am going to do your will in this situation, but I need you to help me understand what that is. I need you to help me to understand how you want me to move because everything that I do from here on out is going to be dependent on your word, your instruction, Mm Because I can't, I can't do this anymore. I can't control the situation. There's right. nothing I can do. I have to stop. Yeah. 
because at this point it's not me it's you right let me decrease so that you increase and my ipad was sitting on the the dresser next to me right i have no issues with my ipad at all yeah let me preface it by okay. saying that okay i had a screensaver on it that said make it happen okay and as i was praying i said you know i'm going to do your work right. i am going to pray for my family i yeah. am going to pray for my dad because he is going to be healed in your name and literally my screensaver started flickering okay and i was like okay i'll make it happen right and literally in that moment i got down on my knees and i prayed yeah i prayed for his health i yeah. prayed for his well-being i yeah. prayed that whatever would come our way yeah. that he would help me to understand that this is not in my control but it's his mm -hmm. whether it's my relationships at work yeah. at home with family yeah help me understand how to weather this storm right Fast forward almost a year later, my dad no longer has cancer of any kind. <laughs> wow. I'm like, I'm being like, I'm going to go. Right? No. And um, he's doing so well. He just finished his chemo wow. Friday. Um, and his doctor told him, he was like, you are the healthiest patient that I have. But he said, you're also extremely resilient. Wow. And he's like... You know, like, where did that all come from? And he said, you know, I, I knew I had to do it. And he was, like, talking about me apparently in, yeah. you know, within the treatments yeah. and stuff. And he was like, that kid of yours, I like her. Wow. I think you do. Ah, so good. Stop. <laughs> but, like, and, and it's crazy because my dad was like, I never... He's like, I knew you were always smart, yeah, but I never realized how much of this you yeah. knew because I never really shared sure, sure. what I know, what I do, yeah. how I operate, even yeah. what I do at my full-time job. Like sure. I never explained that to them, wow. but I also never talked about why advocating for other people and helping yeah. people with autoimmune conditions was so important. Wow. But him and I bonded over that I initially. Bet. Because when he had cancer the first sure, time, sure. that's when I got really sick with my thyroid disease. Oh, okay. So, so you guys were already like correct. talking it out and figuring it out. Right. But we flip-flopped over these years. Yeah. And now it's just like, I remember saying, I'm going to exercise my body yeah. and get in the best shape that I possibly can. Yeah. Because if he can be strong, I can be mm, strong. That's good. If there are moments where... I have doubts or worry or anything like that. I literally go to God and I say, God, help direct my compass. Mm. I'm not going north anymore. Yeah. I need you to help me understand mm. why I feel this way. What yeah. are those self-limiting beliefs that I'm putting on myself? Yeah. What am I what 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 am I holding on to still? Yeah. And I have lost a lot of friends. I have been surprised at some of it. Because of that, well, who do you think you are? And, and, mm -hmm. and what do you mean? Like, you're going and doing this. Like, yeah. the, when there were events, when there were things happening, I went. Yes. I had no idea where things were going to come from. <laughs> but I was like, okay, God, like, are, you, are you sure? And yeah. literally, like, something would happen. Yeah. And in July, I literally had a moment of surrender. I called mm -hmm. my friend Susan and... I said, I'm letting you know, I'm going to be a mess on the phone, yeah. but I'm okay. Yeah. And she was like, what? I said, it'll make sense. Just let me get in my room because I don't want to cry in public. Like, right. it was bad. Like, it was yeah. so bad. Yeah. 
And I literally was like, I have been reading scripture. I have, and I, she really brought up Psalm 46 again today. Yeah. And like, I was reading over Psalm 23 and I was like, oh my God, it makes so much sense. He makes me lie in green pastures. Like he restores my soul. He, yes, he's renewing my faith. I get it. I get it. I understand. Like I surrender to God right now in this moment. And she's like, okay, (laughs) great. Good for you. Right. Because she had recently had a similar experience. So she's like, that's good, Ebony. Let it out. Right. Like everything that you've been holding on to, just let it out. Yeah. Let him flow through you and let him just show you how much he loves you in this moment. Like that's what you need to let go. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, okay. And so now it's just like one thing after another, like it's like offshoots of a plant. And I'm like, where, where's all this stuff coming from? So Y'all, this has been a transformational year for women who I have had the absolute gift of walking life out with. And not for one second have I taken it for granted, or can I take the credit for all that has transpired. It is truly a God thing. I wanted to jump on here to share with you about what I'm believing the 2020 year has in store for us. One of clarity and visions finally coming to fruition over our dreams. Core Creatives is a monthly women's collaborative community, which has catapulted into something very special. In each quarter, I'll be launching new groups that you could be a part of. Words like invaluable, rewarding, motivating, encouraging, authentic, foundational, and a godsend are all words that women have used to define this group. This year alone, new passion projects have taken flight, businesses have launched, seasoned businesses have rebranded, New vibrancy has been added to the pursuits and daily tasks. Logos and websites have been generated. New customers have been cultivated. And my very favorite, collaborations and healthy relationships have been built between women pursuing their own version of happiness. Y'all, this is not a competition. And this group of creatives puts that into action. Oh, and I can't forget, as a collective, we've raised thousands of dollars for nonprofit that we're all passionate about. I could go on for days, so I will stop ranting, but seriously, I had to take this chance to tell you about these groups as they continue to launch and a new one is happening soon. So sign up today or come out to a free meeting and truly see for yourself. This is an online and local event, so definitely get in touch. I can't wait to see you. I want to go back a little bit because you expressed that you had your thyroid issue. Mm-hmm. What, how old were you when that kind of blossomed? Um, more so like 16, 17. Okay, okay. And so you still, because that doesn't necessarily go away, right? Correct. Okay, it so. in remission, so okay. to speak. Okay, so you're not dealing with like the flare-ups or anything like that, and you haven't been for how long? Um, 10 years now. Wow, okay. But really, during my separation, I had a really bad flare up. Okay. And what was crazy is that I literally had to go through all of the steps all over again. Wow. And it was with food. It was with exercise. It was with finding a new endocrinologist. It was, I literally had to start all over again. Wow. And is it stress induced? It is for me. Yeah. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Okay. For some people it's food for some people it's stress, but I know for me, that is my trigger. Wow. Which is why I'm always talking like, 
please manage your stress. Please <laughs> it's so think good. about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. I mean, I've seen like insane cases of people just based on stress and literally cancer can come just from stress. Everything, the root, when you pull everything back from any issue, eczema, any of those things, it's medically proven that it just goes back to a stress point in your body. Yep. It might not be the same stress point for everyone. It's going to be variations. It's going to be different areas of where that stress is being held based on a life thing situation that happened in the past yeah. or a physical ailment that occurred that you're now just holding the stress there. I had a coworker the other day who has been dealing with a bunch of crazy issues. She went to a light touch chiropractic who I also love. She's incredible. She's amazing, but she's also an MD. So I think that there's an extra quality point to that, yes. um, that she has training in both and and she immediately like touches her and she's like, did you have like an accident at some point in your life? And she's like, no, no, I didn't. And she's like, no, your hips are like really out of alignment and it's causing an issue here, here, and here. Never even touched her before. And she's like, oh my gosh, yeah, I actually had a really bad biking accident when I was dating my husband circa like 16 years before. And it was a stress point that she carried ever since then because she didn't address it then. Yes. And so the value in addressing stress, the value of letting it flow and really unpacking what's the problem. So the fact that you went to therapy, you were going to Bible study, you were worshiping, you were praying, you were surrendering, all of those things were the fight against the stress point Mm -hmm. of my life is about to go under. And where did it stem back to? And going into that childhood like explanation, it is a lot of work. It's not easy. It was so it's hard. It's not easy. <laughs> it is exhausting. And simultaneously, especially when you're leaning on the strength of the Lord during that time, that joy comes out. That is so unsurmountably confusing because you're like, how yesterday I was a slobbering mess and I used the entire therapy box of tissues. Yes. And you did not want to talk to me. Now I'm like, oh my gosh, I have something to tell you. I have to give you a hug. I have to express something amazing that just happened. It's it's so weird. It's so weird. And so people truly do not comprehend it Mm -hmm. until they walk through it. Right. And at the same time, you want to get them to that point. But you don't want to wish brokenness on anyone. I don't want to wish the stress point. I don't want to do that. But... So then the prayer point becomes, okay, God, I surrender to you. I even surrender for them because mm-hmm. they can't do it. Show me what to do. Yep. And it's such a wild ride because mm-hmm. he does. He actually responds. Very quickly. Yeah. A lot of times. Yeah. <laughs> if your eyes and ears are open. Yes. Yeah. Because sometimes you'll ask for it and then you're like, he's not answering. And you're like, yes, he is. Mm-hmm. You want it your way. You want to control it. Mm-hmm. And therefore you're ignoring what he's actually already provided. True. Which is really frustrating too. And I do it all the time. So I'm speaking to myself in this very moment as well. Oh, I've, I <laughs> I have thrown temper tantrums better than a two-year-old. Oh, right? Oh, <laughs> my child word. Like this coming out. <laughs> I was like, God, I don't like this. Right? I hate this. I thought you said that everything was going to be okay. Right? He's like, I never it's said not, that. Right? It's just not going your way. Right. So now you're upset. Right? Yeah. Take a minute. Yeah. Calm down. <laughs> And then let's talk. Let's renegotiate. Exactly. Exactly. It's so good. So your life's work now kind of stemmed from that battle yes. then? Okay. So 
you guys don't know this yet, but she is a metamorphosis coach, which what does that mean? Immediately, I'm like, give me all the butterflies because I love a good butterfly. I love a (laughs) blossom flower. I want all the metamorphosis to occur in each one of your lives. So tell us what that looks like and what that coaching process is like and what you said. I had to go through the process, the steps. Again, you don't have to give away your secret sauce. (laughs) You don't have to do that. But I want to know. I want to know. Yeah, so it is so important for me to take a full body approach. Yeah. And with a lot of the folks that I've worked with in the past, they have thyroid issues. And they're like, oh, well, I tried this and the diet didn't work and this didn't work and that didn't work. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Let's be friends. Yeah. Tell me everything that's gone on with you. Yeah. And it's not like we're, I'm trying to be a therapist or anything like that, but it's like, for me, Mm -hmm. I have to understand what people have gone through in order to say, okay, this is where we're starting from today. Right. This is what we're going to actually start working on. Yep. And I literally will have them walk through exercises and ask them a lot of questions and say, all right, well, how old were you when you noticed this? Mm-hmm. What was your, let's say, what was your, di- what's your digestion like? Yeah. What is your sleep like? What are you currently eating? What are the areas of stress in your life? And a lot of times people, like I, I just had this happen yesterday yeah. where I was talking to someone. I said, well, what's your, what are your current stressors? Well, I don't have any. Oh, wow. Oh, <laughs> Let me rephrase that. (laughs) Let's try this again. And it was like asking questions in different ways to say, well, you're a new parent. Mm, Golly. So. (laughs) Let's have a conversation about those stressors. Correct. Oh, wow. And like, and you just told me that your doctor said that you have high blood pressure now. There's stress there. Right. And we break that down. I say, all right, we're going to look at your food. Yep. We're going to look at your fitness. Yeah. And you're going to have fun too. Yes. And they're like, fun? I'm too old for this. Or I'm like, no, no. Yeah. Everyone needs to have fun some way, somehow, regardless of what that looks like for you. And you need to have joy in your life. Yeah. Period. Yeah. So if you're not, if you're that person that's always looking at, the negative side of things and I know because I've been there yeah. that used to be me yeah I would get upset when things would happen I'm like why didn't I see that coming yeah I could have predicted that and it's just getting people out of that and helping them to recognize what are what are your strengths what are yeah. you good at yeah and when we sometimes talk about like what they're good at yeah they're like oh well, this is what I like doing, and this is yeah. what I like talking about. And once I get that like oh, light yes, to come on, that's my favorite point. I'm like, it makes me so happy. I got you. Yes, yes. So now that you're really happy and excited, yeah, let's talk about these other things and address your food yeah. that way. Yeah, and that way they're like, oh yeah, well you know I I really have issues with food because like my kids can't have this mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. my husband can't have that and yeah. I don't want to make him feel bad and I said well, well what's stopping you from let's say going to a coffee shop on a Saturday yeah. doing some work and getting that treat that you really like yeah. getting yeah because if you deprive yourself of something a you're gonna have feelings of guilt when you mm-hmm. actually do have it and then you're going to just overindulge in that totally. thing yeah. so how can we set up healthy barriers yeah. and system put systems in place for yeah. you to help you address those things yeah that's good and they're like oh <laughs> i never thought of that oh 
I'm like, yes, this is all I think about all the time. The way my brain is set up. It's so good. And it's so necessary. Yeah. And even getting them to think about things from like a fitness perspective. And like I was coaching one of my athletes this summer and she said, well, I want to jump 20 feet. I said, well, you're already jumping 19 and you're 14 years old. You have made it to the Junior National Olympics. Wow. Let's celebrate that. Yeah. Because I think what you're missing mm. is the fact that you there are people that come to track meets to yeah. watch you. Wow. You. Yeah. Just you. Yeah. Let's look at that for a second. Yeah. And I said, the way that you're going to get to jumping 20 feet is your diet. Mm-hmm. It's your sleep. Mm-hmm. And it's how you're actually taking care of yourself. Because I know you don't like to stretch. I know you don't like to foam roll. Yeah. So how are we going to work together to make sure that you do more of that? And then I got smart and realized she's not going to do it on her own. So we're going to have sessions devoted to stretching and toning. But you're going to literally be doing all the things that I know you need to do while we're together. Yeah. And then I went and talked to her parents. I said, this is the deal. This is what we need to start doing for her from a diet perspective or nutrition perspective. How can we work together to make that happen? Mm -hmm. If she's going to eat pizza all day, can we put some vegetables on it? (laughs) Please and thank you. Just a little bit. Just Just a little bit. Something. Right? And I will text her right before I said, hey, you need to make sure you drink a bottle of water before I see you today. Yeah. And then we get here. I was like, where's your bottle of water? She's like, oh, it's in the car. No, no, go get it. Go get the water bottle. I need to see it. need the water bottle. Sometimes it'd be half empty. Yeah. That's not empty. Water, water is my jam. Right? I, I preach water all day long. Yes. It's people like it's a joke at my place of work because I all they're like, you always have water in your hand. My nieces think it's so funny. They're like, why do we always have water? I'm like, let's have a conversation about this. This is like a fundamental element of life, and you're asking me why I always have it. Yes. Why don't you have it? Right. What's wrong with you? Aren't you thirsty? And I have so many women who I talk to who are like, I don't, I don't think I had a glass of water today. I'm like, it's three o'clock. Get up and go to the water fountain. Like, that's not okay for your body. And it's not that they're not there. Well, sometimes they're drinking other things because now most people know that soda's not good for them. Mm -hmm. They might drink multiple cups of coffee and there's water base in that, but that still is not okay. Mm -mm. And they're drinking like, oh, but I'm drinking diet lemonade or I'm drinking unsweetened tea. And I'm like, it's still not just water. Just Flush your system. Correct. It's so necessary. Correct. So then I, I felt <laughs> convicted of the fact that I was always carrying around half of my body in weight in a water bottle. I have to drink half of like 50 ounces. I don't weigh 100 pounds. I weigh, let's be honest. I don't weigh 100 pounds. I don't want to weigh 100 pounds. I weigh 139 pounds. And when I would have my half bottle, have to drink by noon, the other half by the time I go to sleep. And I was realizing I was going through not only spending $22 a week on my own case of water, now I'm spending $22 a week on my husband's case of mm-hmm. water, and I'm not probably contributing to the environment like I would like to from right. a recycling standpoint. Right. So I convicted myself, and my husband's like, why did you buy that stupid thing? And it's this massive, and he didn't say stupid, I said stupid, this massive yes. pork cycle bottle. Yes. And he's like, you just bought it off of, like, immediate like you just wanted it and I'm like no like I seriously know that it's something that I need to do mm-hmm. so I didn't have the straw in it so I'm drinking and <laughs> I'm slowly drinking and the water is like falling down my face <laughs> non-stop for a week and I'm like screw it this thing is stupid I'm going back to my plastic water bottle finally I came up with another solution and I found out that the 60 ounce does carry the 40 ounce straw uh-huh. So I now carry around my lovely 
Corpsicle, <laughs> and I'm really excited about it because it tastes so cold, yes. and I just really love it. And now it's an extra 10 ounces, so I'm yes. like golden child over mm-hmm. here. And I really want people to hold water bottles and just yes. carry them around. Yes. Put stickers on them to make you happy, mm-hmm. joyful. It's all over there. Correct. Right? I do it all the time. It's so great. And that's why right before, I was like, I really got to go You did. Do the bathroom. I do pee <laughs> all day long. That's a part of it. Just build that into your time schedule of a mental break. So cartwheel to the bathroom, yes. cartwheel, or maybe we don't do that. After. Go to the bathroom and cartwheel <laughs> back to wherever you have to go because that doesn't work out very well. But it's so necessary. And yes. people, I actually did an entire um, kind of, it wasn't really a sermon series. It was just a presentation for a, a women's breakfast brunch one morning. And it was all about like the concept of refresh was what they were doing. And it's like hit the refresh button. But really the ultimate component of it was you don't leave here with anything Jesus Know that Jesus is the living water. Right. He is the fundamental element of life, which is water. There's no coincidence that he is one and the same. And go drink water. Please and so now I see people <laughs> at church occasionally that I'll go in and they're like, I've got my water bottle. And I'm like, they're like 60-year-old women and it just makes me so happy. I'm like, I'm so proud of you. That's so awesome. Yes. <laughs> you took the one thing. Yes. And as long as they're constantly thinking of the other component of that one thing, which is the thing, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. I'm I'm pumped. I'm happy. Makes me so good. (laughs) So happy to hear that. It's so good. Yeah, like that's like the biggest thing that I work on. Yeah. So I have a lot of friends who deal with thyroid issues, and they've tried different um, supplements that actually have helped. Plexus is one of them. Um, The working out is a huge part of it. Their food changes. I actually um, always have my thyroid checked because I. One, they always ask, they're like, oh, have you had that checked recently? And it mm-hmm. seems a little inflared and all the things. Well, I recently, when I switched to that homeopathic doctor that I mentioned before, mm-hmm. um, she had me get all my blood testing done. And in what was the scariest time of my life, when I was stripping everything away, doing exactly what you walked through from a self-identity standpoint and trying to figure out who I was, where are my joys, where are my passions, I had no idea. I was living life happy. Everyone saw my smile. Yes. But there was definitely no deep-rooted joy. It was literally a front for everybody to be happy around me, mm-hmm. but I wasn't happy. It was this really weird tightrope that I walked, and I, I'm glad that I don't anymore. It's so much more freeing. But I had um, simultaneously been informed that my family deals with Lynch syndrome. Mm. And so this is like a genetic um, disposition of of your body that it's 50 50 chance that you have it that it's passed down from your aunts and your grandma and all of those things and it increases your chance for cancer by like almost 89 percent in some areas and so I had just had two babies um was a new mom to the youngest my daughter and was going in to get screened for this Lynch syndrome my dad refused to go to the doctor get it checked which would have helped me because if his was negative I couldn't have it correct But no, I had to go do it. And so I went in hopes that I would get a no. And sitting in that office and like saying, these are your chances of cancer. They actually walk you through counseling before you ever get your results. Mm -hmm. Um, I was by myself, which was not a smart thing. Don't go to the doctor alone when you're getting test results for anything. Even if you don't, even if you're not good at dealing with your emotion, let somebody be there to comfort you in silence. Because that was really scary. I was already dealing with so much aloneness. And then to sit in that 
office and then say that you might not ever be able to have children again, that's not an okay thing for a woman to ever hear. And I feel like doctors so loosely throw that out there Mm -hmm. on so many issues, whether Mm -hmm. it's thyroid, Lynch syndrome, um, what is the endometriosis, like all of these things. Don't say that to a woman. Whether or not they want kids or not, you don't know. But that is like what we're made for in the sense of that's what we feel like God has like, here you are, you procreate. Yes. Whether or not God gifts you with that ability or doesn't gift you for purpose with the inability to do it because you're supposed to be a mother of other things. And that is true. And I believe in that. Um, Don't do that. No. It was really, really scary. So I finally, you know, then you wait for the two weeks later and I'm just thinking of all of these wheels spinning and, my aunts, many of my aunts, I believe all of my aunts except for one, all had to get complete hysterectomies because they all had it. Um, cousins who had to get it done, and they're in, like in their 40s. Some were in their 30s. Oh, gosh. So I was really scared. I really thought that I was going to have it, and I didn't, and I'm, I thank God for that. So doesn't mean my dad didn't have it. He still has not gone to get tested. Yep. And doesn't mean that my siblings, my brother specifically, couldn't have it because... My dad doesn't know. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, they all deal with their own individual health battles, and I can only give them so much insight. But dealing with the word cancer and knowing that any sort of thyroidism issues can then lead to that is petrifying. But it's also something we have control over. Mm -hmm. And just like we said with the stress component, leading from there, starting from there, if we can all put more joy into our lives... We are literally fighting cancer with our joy. Literally. Which is amazing. Mm-hmm. And so often, like, the fundamental, like, why are, why are we having and dealing with all these issues? Why would God put cancer into the world? That is not his will. No. That is not a part of his, his plan. It is not. It is just that we aren't going back to the root of what Correct. he's gifted us with. Mm-hmm. And therefore, the enemy is taking hold of it. Via McDonald's and many other things. Sorry, McDonald's. Right. (laughs) It just makes me so mad. Clearly, it does. I mean, I today is a good day in which I'm not like going on a full blown rant about it. (laughs) I I definitely had a moment last week, I think, because I had to talk to my mom and and I talked to her and I said, um, I have a question. Yeah. I went to the doctor because I found a lump in my breast. Yeah. Um, I had to get a mammogram. And she's like, oh, yeah, I had to get I was like, wait, 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 wait. Oh, no. You're not processing the fact that I had to get a mammogram at 31 years yeah. old. What? Like, that's yeah. not normal. No. And she's like, it's not? No. It is not. No. No. So, does anyone in our else in our family have... Like severely dense yeah. breast tissue. Yeah. I don't know. They told me I had dense breast. Like mom. So you already know that I have been like going through turmoil, trying to figure out why I'm the only one with this autoimmune thyroid condition. Yeah. And then having read some research study that women that have Hashimoto's may yeah. in fact have more uh, dense breast tissue yeah i'm like oh okay that's kind of cool but maybe not me (laughs) but then for me to find out that that's the case but then my mom's like oh yeah i think your great-grandmother had breast cancer too oh wow listen linda Uh, 
We need to have a conversation and sit down and, <laughs> and I, actually go through. Like, yes. And yeah. it's been like pulling teeth. And then I'll see my, like my mom has a lot of heart issues yeah. and she has fibromyalgia. Oh my gracious. And it's just like, this stops with me. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Me. Like mm-hmm. I am ending the cycle. I'm over it. Mm-hmm. I'm done. Mm-hmm. My children yeah. are going to be happy, healthy, and joy-filled. Yeah. I am going to create a legacy for generations to come after me. We're not doing this anymore. Yeah, it's so good. Sorry, not sorry. Yeah. And that literally is what I want other people to see so every day. Yeah. Just because your family has a history of this, yeah. you're able to change mm. your genetic makeup and the expression of your genes through the choices that you make every day. So cool. So either you're going to make choices for for good and for fueling and feeding your body or the destruction of your body. For me, it's become very black and white in that area. And that is why on the days where I'm like, I don't feel like getting up. I don't want to do this. Who am I? Why am I doing this? (laughs) I'm like, wait, I have a gift and I have a purpose. Get up, go exercise go talk go do whatever you need to do but you will not stay in this bed you will not stay depressed you will not stay upset you will not stay angry and you know just hearing the guy at the farmer's market tell me he's like you're so joyful I so good that's so refreshing I was like really me Like, I'm so glad. I'm so glad you're happy. Thank you. Sprinkle. And I, I just, like, visually, <laughs> visualize you, like, sprinkle, go. Sprinkle, you're like a fairy godmother. Right? And that's where the whole, like, so metamorphosis cool. and butterfly yes. thing kind of comes from. Because they literally, like, dance yes. and kind of, like, just sprinkle their, like, yes. their lightness. Yes. All over us. And, like, when you so see one, good. it's like, <gasps> and. The yes. other thing about this that most people don't know is every time I have prayed and yeah. asked God, please help me to see what it is that you're trying to get me to see or, yeah. or show me yeah. what you're trying to do, I see a butterfly. That's so cool. Literally. I've seen uh, more butterflies in the last year than I have in my entire life. Wow. So, my mom is yeah. dragonfly. So yeah. she's that's a dragonfly. And then I have a girlfriend who's eagles, like legitimate eagles will show up at her back door. That's and crazy. she's like taking video like, what is happening? The universe is like crazy. And it's just, it's so good. And she's, yeah, I think, I think the closer that she becomes knowing of who she is and who God sees her as, that that eagle is, she's going to realize is fully faith submission yeah. of Jesus is showing up in, yeah. in that way. Because he's in all things. Yeah. And like, he has the ability to show you anything yeah, it's, it's so, so crazy. Good. I'm like, I thought butterf- I thought yes. it was time for butterflies to go away. Why are they still no, flying around? That's so <laughs> good. That's so amazing. So yeah, that's like an inside scoop I love of that. that. Well, that's amazing. And not to mention, obviously, the transformation that occurs in any that cycle is that metamorphosis of you know connecting the mind, body, and soul ultimately, yes. and being able to have the transformation in your life, whether it is from a food standpoint, a fitness. Or fun. And I know because of your joy that that is faith. Yes. 
And so I love that it's so synonymous to what I do, which is why we're so connected. It's so good. <laughs> I feel like we could sit here and talk all day about all things. We have to obviously do this again. And you said that. You're like, what isn't going to be enough? No. <laughs> it's so awesome, though. And I'm so excited to see like where that continues for you, especially. I, and I just admire your obedience. I admire that you show up on. You're like, oh, that's going on. Cool. I'm coming. I'm coming. I'm just going to go. I'm just going to go. And I love that you have the freedom to be able to do that right now. Yes. And it's it's literally a gift to be able to actually take advantage of it because you could stay in bed. You could stay in that depressed standpoint of mm-hmm. why me? Whoa, me. And I know plenty of people who do that. And it is seriously a, such a purpose to encourage people to stand up, to get up, to go and step into the calling of their life. And it ultimately comes back to, just like you said, like find what you're, what brings you joy, Mm -hmm. what brings you joy. And it was, I literally posted this the other day without having any idea this was going to happen when my husband sat me down. I I will never forget. It was like a dreary day, which I always feel like it pours down rain when I when my life isn't a flood, a flood comes. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that flood is in goodness and a flood comes. It's the weird, it's so weird. I got baptized in the middle of a storm. My son was born in the middle of a storm. Storms mm-hmm. are like very prominent in my life. And he said, what are you passionate about? Meanwhile, I've been crying for like 48 hours. And I'm like, I don't know. He's like, what do you mean? You just cultivated a business for the last eight years. None of those things like make you passionate. And I'm like, not really like the people. I love the people. And he's like, okay, well that's a place to start. Let's go from there. And it, it was just this conversation. And so the fact that you just ask people questions and that's what a therapist does. They don't actually really give you any insight. (laughs) They just ask you questions and you answer yourself. It's the wildest experience, but so necessary. And their wisdom just in question asking gets you freedom. Mm-hmm. So he just, my husband's just a natural therapist. He asks me questions all the time. How does that make you feel? Mm-hmm. What do you think about that? When she responded that way, how did that make you feel? Mm-hmm. How would you like to feel? I'm like, how do I feel? I hate feeling. I don't <laughs> feel anymore. I just want to do. And so feeling and finding what makes you joyful at the end of the day is the best way to wake up. Mm-hmm. And it's the best way to go to sleep. It is. It's wonderful. It is. It is. I love it. We sound like butterflies like prancing around (laughs) but it's so tangible and I want people no matter where they are in their life to know that it gets better Mm -hmm. if you seek better you will find better yeah you seek good you will find good it's so true and I I literally was crying from just pure gratitude Mm -hmm. because I realized at this point last year I literally was asking God, what on earth is happening to me? What's the purpose of all of this? And I literally have moments every day where I'm like, God, thank you. Because you have brought me through the storm. And I felt like I was in the wilderness for so long. And to finally, you know, parse my way out, I'm like, ooh, there's light. Okay. And like step into that. I'm like, oh. It's so pretty here. I like this. It's so good. And to know that, like, you know, the road ahead, you never know what it looks like. And it doesn't mean that you're not going to walk through a storm again. We are completely aware of that. I 
have like wilderness areas of my life. Mm-hmm. And I, I sometimes have to put my feet, both feet in there in order to figure out how am I going to get my way out of this situation. Yeah. And yet at the very same time, I can spring through a meadow mm-hmm. in the same day. Mm-hmm. And it's wild. And that is what Christianity is. That is what faith is. If God just left me us all in a meadow, we would have never, you know, pulled the apple from the tree and right. we would all be prancing around nude and hanging out in a happy <laughs> land. But that's not what happened. No. And that's not like where we are today. And so for us to, to just find the joy in the midst of the storms, in the midst of the wilderness, it does exist mm-hmm. and he will show up. So just ask. And for all of those who are dealing with any sort of thyroid issues, um, Hashimoto's disease, so many more things that I'm yes. sure you can help with. <laughs> I want you to turn to this girl's podcast. Give them all the things. How, they, how can they get in touch with you? So I am on Joyful Ebony yep. on all social media platforms. I am at joyfulebony.com. Yep. And my podcast is called the Thyroid Warrior Podcast. And I'm pretty sure I'm on every podcast listening platform as well. Yes. So much goodness. Thank you so much for being here. You truly do emit joy. And it's not something that's cool that you use that as your title. But if you didn't have it there, it would it's there. It's so there. So I, I'm appreciative of you and I hope that people sense that through the mic or via their the listening platform. See ya. Hey y'all, I hope in today's episode you sense an ignite to an ember within you. Something mentally, physically, emotionally, or spiritually moving that creates and sustains a fire within your wholeness journey. Before you go, let's solidify the flame. I'd love for you to take a step right now in declaring your takeaway. By snapping a pic of the episode you tuned into, share your sparked moment and tag me at Fit and Faith with the hashtag Fit and Faith Podcast so I can help you stay accountable. We're in this together, right? Community over competition is the motto. I'd also be incredibly grateful if you took an extra second to leave a review on iTunes or your podcast listening app. Let's fuel the flame and share the gift of wholeness with everybody. Until next time, cheers to your health and happiness. God kept calling my heart. Like, I just knew he was my safe place. I hope people don't walk away going, wow, you're really awesome. More than like, wow, Jesus is really interesting. And he's really awesome. Everybody on this planet is dealing with some sort of what if. How does that one courageous decision affect the whole world? A ship in harbor is safe, but that's not what ships are built for. If you were encouraged by what you just heard, please search Trevor Talks on your favorite podcast platform or lifeaudio.com.